Welcome to the Fearless Women Podcast. We're inspiring conversations for the unafraid. I'm Janice McDonald, founder of The Beacon Agency, author, and global champion for women. Why am I making this show? Because I want to share the inspiring stories of women leaders in business, arts and culture, politics, and more with all of you. Hear how they've chosen to go forward and be bold and make the world a better place, even when it wasn't easy to do. Subscribe now wherever you find podcasts. So welcome, Jill Earthy. So you are the head of female funders, and I'm really excited to learn everything about what it means to empower women. And you're doing it in a very deliberate way, and you're very future focused around funding. So welcome, Jill. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. So first up, uh, give us a sense of, you know, what are you up to now? What is this female funders thing that you're doing? Yeah, well, it's really exciting. Um, So Female Funders is a program that empowers female leaders from a variety of backgrounds and industries um, to leverage their core expertise and and experiences to become investors, to really increase diversity of investment, um, because we we have a lack of that right now. Certainly um, in North America, we look at, uh, you know, percentage of angel investors, only 20% are women. And those making investment decisions in venture capital firms, 7%. So that's not good enough. So, But yet we have these incredible female leaders. So it's just providing the pathway through education and access uh, for more of those women to start investing. So I'm going to want to hear more about your Angel Academy because this is really exciting. But before that, just tell us, what does it mean when those numbers are so low? Like, what are the practical implications for Canada and beyond when we've got such low numbers of women investing and I guess in turn, uh, women businesses being invested in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and as you know, they're very, very connected. So we know that in North America, 2.2% of venture capital goes to support women entrepreneurs. And, and we hear consistently um, you know, the challenges that women entrepreneurs face when, when accessing capital. But I think the key piece is also that, that, as women, we, we tend to do things differently. And that's that's a great thing. That's what makes the world, you know, it, it is about diversity, diversity of perspectives, backgrounds that, that makes us all stronger, um, every one of us. So so we need to look at creating new environments and new models um, that are more inclusive for everybody um, and that benefit everybody. Yeah. And so in a practical sense, doesn't it also mean that, you know, if, if we're thinking about that really staggering uh, to, you said two and a half percent. So that's even 2.2. Yeah. Two, oh, it's 2.2. I was going to say, I didn't know it's the point two. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> but in a practical sense, like, you know, this means that women owned businesses and things that women may decide to, you know, grow and uh, be excited about in a business sense, if they're not getting that VC investment, this has real implications. Absolutely. And it's really stagnating innovation because we, we aren't having, yeah, we aren't having the same, you know, a broad enough range of businesses that are growing and thriving. So Jill, why is it so important to unlock women's capital? Why is it needed? And, and what does that look like for you? Well, female funders and, and, you know, represents female leaders who are doing amazing things um, in the economy and innovation, who have deep expertise and experience in a variety of industries, but have not yet had access to investment opportunities. So we're really looking at it as an opportunity to unlock new capital and, and increase or enhance experience and expertise to support 
the future of, of innovation because we're going to look at investment opportunities in a more holistic and, and different way. Very exciting. And I think if we really are focused on unlocking women's capital, we can really see different outcomes because different businesses are going to get funded and uh, different businesses are going to thrive. And we're really going to address that challenge around access to capital, which we know not only from my own national research, but uh, Mm -hmm. just even anecdotally, we know women have a, a real challenge around access to capital. Exactly. So the power of, of, of new, more diverse capital and perspectives is incredibly powerful. So what about Angel Academy? Tell us what this is. And if people are excited and interested, like I am, um, tell us, first of all, why it matters and then um, what it's like to be going through the Angel Academy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you think about, I mean, we know and we see all the time, but there are some incredible uh, female leaders um, that are doing amazing things, whether it's within corporations, whether it's within technology companies, whether it's as entrepreneurs who've grown businesses to a certain point, or in some cases have even exited, who have this, you know, breadth of experience and knowledge. Um, but one of my favorite quotes right now is, uh, you know, women make great investors, and there's a lot of great data that backs that up. We just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't often identify as investors, right? right? We're often mentoring and advising, uh, supporting, champion, all of those things, um, but we don't identify as investors. And and I know, you know, certainly for me, I've been working with with startups and companies for a long time and supporting the ecosystem as we all do. And Janice, you're such a champion too. But, you know, I never identified as an investor until I got the call about four years ago from someone asking if I wanted to participate in something. And I sort of laughed and said, why are you calling me? Um, and, and had to be sort of walked through the process. But, you know, it was fairly knowledgeable, I thought. And, and I just didn't, it was partly confidence and partly I just, it just, that didn't resonate with me. I thought an investor was somebody that didn't look like me and was writing million dollar checks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a really key piece is demystifying some of that. The other great thing and the reason why women make such great investors and, and, you know, are building strong companies as entrepreneurs is that we're risk astute, right? We want to understand, we want the knowledge, we want the information, and that's a great thing. We want to ask the questions and we want environments where we can learn from each other and collaborate. And so that's really where the genesis for female funders came about is, is how do we bring all of these incredible women and their skills and expertise and create an environment where they can learn um, get you know get their hands on the knowledge that that they need to, to feel comfortable to make decisions investment decisions um, so there's that education piece that's so critical then there's the collaboration um, angel academy works we work with cohorts of leaders so they're curated cohorts with amazing women from different backgrounds as i said coming together to collaborate and learn together um, and so so the peer learning is, is very powerful as well and we're seeing great results because we're creating that pathway, that bridge for these women who have been curious and maybe on the peripheral of the ecosystem. And now we're providing that pathway for them to start to participate um, by getting that education. And I can talk more about that specifically, but also access to opportunities and the environment where they can learn and, and from each other and ask questions and and uh, and start to start to invest. And it's just sort of that light bulb moment when all of those pieces click together. Absolutely. So if Jill isn't thinking about herself as an investor, you know, four years ago until somebody tapped Mm -hmm. you on the shoulder and as you said, you know, you didn't self-identify that way. What could a female and what does a female investor look like today? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it can look like anybody. And I think that's a key piece where 
we're really trying to showcase you know, the variety of types of women, but typically somebody who's had, you know, had a reasonable amount of experience. But the, the people in our program right now are anywhere from early 30s to, to, to mid 60s um, because they've, they've, the, the sort of the, what, the work that we're doing is resonating with them where they want to have an impact. They recognize the difference of, you know, we need that variety of perspectives in order to drive innovation forward. They're interested in particular things, whether it's based on their work experience um, often or whether it's personal, personal interests. And they want to support these companies that are changing the world. And why not also invest some money? And, you know, and often that comes with mentorship and advisory as well. But invest some money so that everybody, you know, can, can benefit, from, you know, financially. And I think it, we shouldn't be afraid to talk about that um, financially as well as impact. Absolutely. And they can be combined. And when you're talking about myth busting, I think it's really important also to highlight that this isn't only million dollar checks being written. No. Yeah. So much, much smaller amounts are welcome and needed. Welcome and needed. And I think that's a key piece when you're starting out, right? I mean, there are lots of different interesting funds now available that are investing in a variety of different te- companies, technology and otherwise, not just technology companies either, or, or direct investments into companies. And, and in some cases, especially if you're bringing something of value to the table, connections, expertise, you know, checks of $5,000, $10,000 are very welcome. And in some cases, yeah, there are other ways where you can do other, even smaller, (laughs) but it's starting. And I think that's how we learn is also by having the information and then starting and doing. So you're currently the head of female funders and you've been leading uh, and being very active in many different roles. Share a time from your younger days, Jill, when you would describe (laughs) yourself as fearless, because you're certainly fearless today. (laughs) Um, Well, even the word fearless, I think that that doesn't necessarily... uh, relate to me. I think sometimes fear is a good thing, right? And, and it's about how you lean into it and what you do to move things forward. And I know for me, you know, even when I look back on my younger years, which was a while ago, um, <laughs> you know, it's about, for me, it's who you surround yourself with. Mm. If you if you have an idea or a mission or something that you're passionate about, what do you need to drive that forward? And I know for me, it's it's making sure that I have people around me who also can support that, who I can continue to learn from, but also get strength from. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, that is, has always helped. And I don't know if there's ever been a clear time when I've been fearless, but, you know, maybe less fearful and, and really realizing, okay, well, what's the worst that can happen here? We right. want to make change. Let's, let's start something. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that because in my own research, which you're familiar with on women entrepreneurs, one of the things that we heard them say constantly is, um, They'd ask themselves, what's the worst thing that can happen? (laughs) And then once they Mm -hmm. stared that down and realized, okay, a lot of bad things could happen, but at least now I know what that range of possibility is. It seemed to embolden them to charge forward. Does that ring true? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If you think about it and you're open to that, you're willing to take that risk of whatever could possibly happen. Um, I think that's part of it is we want to understand what what our options are and and what the consequences are. Absolutely. And so when you're thinking about, so you highlighted the importance of that supportive community um, to make ideas come alive. Have have those friends always been important so that, you know, Jill Earthy at 10 years old, um, was that also a time when you said, yes, my pals are, are what are helping me as I march forward? Um, yeah, I certainly didn't recognize that at the time, but looking back, I, I mean, I still have a number of good friends from from those days, certainly from my teenage days. So, 
Amazing. So, yes. And I think a lot of it goes to core values, right? And, and having, you know, we're all very, I look back at just some of those friends from those days and we're all very different, taking very different paths. But at the core of it, you know, certainly wanting to make a difference and make change and stepping up was always consistent. So is there a quote then that you live by, Jill? Yeah, I mean, I, there are many, I would say. I think that's the other key piece, right? There are different quotes that come to your mind at different times. Absolutely. When you, them, but, I mean, <laughs> when you got to muster the strength. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Um, I mean, one that I consistently sort of say and talk about is, is you know, super simple, but it's be bold, right? Mm. And I think that's where that also that fearlessness comes into it too. It's just be bold, step into it, um, but be surrounded by people who can catch you. Ah, so nice. That's that knowing that you have the possibility for a soft landing. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. So also, Jill, you're a parent. How do you instill resiliency? Yes, well, that's... If at all. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I think that's a a constant test, right? And, you know, as as a parent, you're, I mean, we're all learning all the time. There's no, uh, certainly no roadmap for that. Um, I have two daughters. They're 12 and 14 now. So it really interesting ages, right? And, you know, instilling resiliency in them is, is, it's critical because things start to happen. Pressures at school, pressures with friends, um, facing those. So, I mean, the best that I can do as a parent is make sure they have some tools (laughs) to deal with those situations um, and that they feel comfortable communicating them to work through them. And a little bit, yeah, that things are going to happen. Making sure that they... I think it's important that they do experience some of, you know, right to part. Yeah, we can't control it all. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So I certainly try to share share lessons and, and guide them through, but not give them the answers. I guess that's the tricky part, right? Yes. <laughs> and so going, going through this too. So when you're thinking about um, lessons from your own career, what are some things that have that have been pretty pivotal for you? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been very fortunate throughout my career and Janice and I have known each other for a few years now um, to always do work that I'm passionate about. And I recognize that that is a bit of an honor and <laughs> privilege. Um, Absolutely. And I'm very, very grateful for those experiences. So when I look back and, and each of my roles throughout my career, um, with the exception of one, has been created for me or or by me, which is kind of an interesting thing, because I think it goes back to that theme of fearless, because I have never, except for one exception, have had someone in the role before me. So you're constantly, you know, whether I've been in an entrepreneurial role, or they're always entrepreneurial as you're creating them, I guess, or Absolutely, yeah. um, leading, leading nonprofit organizations or other organizations or funding organizations, but it's, it's you know, I've had to, I've had to design something and and make sure you're also trying to prove something then too because it has to work (laughs) so So that's a driver for you absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely so i'd say the the two things is that i know i i perform best and thrive best when i'm passionate about what the work that i'm doing and i i recognize that there's an impact and then two is yeah just being leaning into it and you just don't know where where things are going to go and i think that's true but being open to that to to possibilities is well, I find that exciting and not everybody does. <laughs> yes. And for those that might be fearful of, you know, open to those possibilities, what do you say to them? Yeah. I mean, 
that's the beauty of this world and certainly of this country is that we all are coming at things differently. So people are going to be, some people are fearful of not, not knowing what's that, what's ahead. And, and so, uh, you know, ask questions, get the information that you need to, to be comfortable. Um, but it's okay if you're not comfortable too. So right. recognizing that, I mean, I think that's, we all have different strengths and, and different things that we're fearful of and we need to embrace those. So for people that are getting excited about this idea of Angel Academy, because they realize, wait a sec, mm-hmm. hold on, I could, uh, you know, not only could I be an investor, but I could be an, an, an educated investor if I sign up with yes. Angel Academy. Can you just give a, just a quick sense of like, what's a day in the life of a Angel Academy uh, student? Mm-hmm. What's it going to be like? Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm obviously biased because I'm excited yeah, about what we're so. doing. <laughs> but primarily because of the people that are involved, right? When you look at, so just as an example, so our, our Angel Academy, it's a 12-month membership program, which involves eight weeks of education designed for busy professional people. So it's very flexible. It's very fluid. There are four online modules that are self-directed that people can access um, as it works for them uh, after the kids are bed in the evening on the train in the morning, catching a flight or waiting for a meeting. <laughs> so you yes. can access it. Um, it's mobile, practical. Dive into practical, dive yeah. into the data, look at the case studies, access articles, and just demystify the whole process, which is a lot of it, right? It's just understanding from that perspective. And it's, it's for professional development um, as well. When you think about nowadays, even if you're working in a large organization or as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, you want to understand the perspective of an investor. <laughs> and as a, Absolutely. And as a, you know, corporate leader, having that skill set and knowledge is also incredibly important when you're working, you know, to innovate within your own business or or to support others. So four online learning modules um, with really interesting content and, and videos and articles and all sorts of things. And then on the alternating weeks, um, we host office hours. And so we had an office hour this morning and they're my favorites because that's when the whole cohort comes together. And these are small curated cohorts. Um, and we invite an investor mentor that could be a male or a female um, investor mentor from anywhere in North America, either a partner in a venture capital firm or a very experienced angel investor to share their perspective and their learning and their stories. And then the group gets to learn from that, ask questions and de- debrief on the content that's been covered. So four of those happen in alternating weeks. So those eight weeks set a pretty strong foundation um, for just understanding the process. And then the final module focuses on developing your own investment thesis. So what are your interests? What are your passions? Um, you know, bringing your expertise to the table. What do you want to focus on um, as an investment thesis? And based on that, we then actually match each participant one-on-one with an investor mentor that aligns with that interest. Um, we match as, as closely as possible. And that's also a really powerful experience. We know that we know the importance of mentorship in everything. So that, that happens over four months. And then wrapped around that, we do all sorts of great initiatives around, we had an um, investment learning lab last week where we had, we have three active cohorts at the moment. They all came together, so they get to connect across cohorts. Um, we had two investor mentors and three um, three founders, three entrepreneurs showcasing their businesses. Um, so it's a, it's a live learning opportunity around the investment process, and that is I mean, it's just, it's that collaboration in those environments that are so powerful. And then we host a variety of breakfasts and events um, around, around North America as well, bringing people together in person. So it's very much that combination of online and offline learning um, and example. 
And I love the idea of bringing people together so that you get this strong network of people that are sharing your interest in uh, expanding investment knowledge and opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sharing investment opportunities together and reviewing them together and collaborating. So that's really powerful too. Absolutely. Uh, Jill Earthy, you are a recognized leader in Canada. Uh, Final question. What's your dream for Canada? I would love to see a more collaborative, cohesive Canada. I think we have so much power and by the nature of our, you know, being Canadian, um, we're typically very collaborative and open and transparent. And I feel like sometimes we don't leverage that as a strength as much as we should. Um, and certainly not as much as across provinces. So I would love to see more and I'd love to see Canada even more highlighted on a global scale as a, as a, a true leader in innovation and, and a continued leader in diversity and inclusion. Well, you're taking your message uh, across Canada, but also uh, into the U.S. and I'm sure even further and beyond. Jill Earthy, it's been such a delight to speak to you today. She is leading and uh, changing and inspiring uh, women everywhere as the head of female founders. She's, uh, of course, as she shared, empowering women to shape the future of funding. And of course, if you want to learn more about this amazing opportunity of Angel Academy, it's at femalefunders.com. Jill Earthy, thank you so much. Thank you, Janice. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or in your favorite app. And follow us on Instagram at Fearless Women Podcast. Thank you to BDC, the bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, for your support of the Fearless Women Podcast. We love smart companies that want to amplify women's voices. For more information, go to bdc.ca slash women.